Welcome to the Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. This is Victor, and now that he's done trying to find a bigger beer cooler for his boat, I am joined by Colton. I Colton. have a note on that. <laughs> That's awesome. No, but seriously, you have a good-sized beer cooler. You gotta if if if, if I'm gonna do a hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment in a boat that somehow Dexter owns on police salary, I need a bigger cooler. I can't spend extra money. Like I gotta get a bigger beer cooler. <laughs> and you can't bring one on. It has to. No, be no, 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 no. Yeah, beer cooler. And then yeah, boat beer cooler. Completely separate. <laughs> we are here to discuss episode eight eleven. Monkey in a box. The penultimate episode of the Dexter series. Every season when we get to this point, it starts around 10 and 11. I'm just like, wow, I feel like I've been talking about this season for my entire life. Because <laughs> it's like, like in the week in between, obviously we need that time. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, wow. Then we have one more episode and then that's it. Uh, this would have been like literally like, you know, the ending if I didn't drag my feet and did this earlier or if like marissa didn't quit on me um quitter (laughs) but we're at the penultimate episode and before we get into the actual episode there's two things i want to bring up okay one have you seen that there squid games yes i have oh i'm sorry (laughs) just break it down go ahead don't spoil it don't spoil it because we plan to watch it worth it just so you yeah just so yeah just so y'all know totally worth it First, I watched it the first night, and there was like a whole meme about it that it's like it's like oh I'm gonna sit down and watch Squid Games, and then it's like and daylight. Yeah, <laughs> I was up until like four o'clock in the morning watching the first five episodes. So good, can't recommend it enough. Very good show. I'm gonna talk about it in just a second because um, it actually ties in. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm <laughs> typing and texting at the same time. Uh, we plan to watch it. Marissa doesn't like anything that's not a feel-good. Is it a feel-good show? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, then probably no. not. Um, yeah. The first four episode titles of Dexter New Blood got revealed. Have you seen them? Ooh, no, I did not. Okay. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I'm probably not going to be able to get much from it, but go ahead. All right. Let's let's um, let's see here. Let's... um. I don't know why we're spinning a wheel, but we are. I'm going to go down from four to one. Okay. Number, the fourth episode is titled H is for Hero. Okay. The, the third episode is called Smoke Signals. The Racist. second episode... <laughs> The second episode is titled Storm of Fuck. Really? I'm well, actually okay. That's what, that's what the leaks and everything say. And what, what's, I guess we'll know what's official soon enough. That's kind of interesting for the show. I, I'm, it's different. I like that. Okay. And then the uh, first episode of the Dexter series is New Blood? Cold Snap. Ah, I like that. So with those four episode titles in mind, tell us what you think this show is going to be about. Mm. I'm joking. Don't, don't. <laughs> I hate people who do that. 
no, I can't. I can't uh, say anything. I mean, I can maybe get an idea about something like H is for hero. Dexter probably saves the day. Um, smoke signals. Who knows? I mean, maybe. I, yeah, who knows? I'm not gonna. That's that. I'm done. No, like, I know. I yeah. know. I know. There's there's like too much to like whatever. I just thought I don't want to be. Cool. I want to be those people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, I just thought it was cool having you know. We're as we're getting closer to it, we're getting you know a lot more is coming into shape. Uh, actually, something else I wanted to bring up. Have you listened to the new Dexter wrap-up podcast with Scott Reynolds? I still haven't. I keep meaning to. I gotta if if I mean if you if you're in the if you're in the zone for more Dexter talk, absolutely go get it from the source. They're the official, legit official. I mean, you're talking to one of the writers, and they had the first episode had a bunch of um, people from Showtime and Michael C. Hall on it, and they kind of went through like a memory lane of stuff about Dexter. I don't think you get too much insight. It is cool cool hearing some of the stuff behind the scenes. They kind of talked about how Dexter put Showtime on the map and mm-hmm. they kind of keep referring to Dexter being one of the first anti-heroes in television, which I, I sort of I guess I guess what they did in, in in a larger scale is they made the idea of being a serial killer a hero. The guy you root for. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So, so when they say that, they kind of really pat themselves on the back about it, and it's just I, I think, oh my god, I I can just go into a whole diatribe about something else, but I think with the way season eight ended, left such a bad taste in everyone's mouth that you forget how groundbreaking it was at the time. Yes. I mean, it, it it wasn't it serial killing used to always be bad, and now we're talking about. Dexter being the good serial killer like that's an oxymoron almost you know um, well yeah like I remember when Casey Anthony got off with the trial like everybody was like Dexter's got a new one like mm-hmm, I mean it was mm-hmm. it was it was crazy to think like that's like people are literally looking up to him in a way I mean they really are like yeah it's kind of weird even now it's still kind of weird to think that and the second episode had um I guess I'll use their real names. Desmond Harrington, who is Quinn, Jennifer Carpenter, who is Deb, Eric King, who would play Dokes, and David Zayas, who is Batista. And that was another cool little trip down memory lane. Um, it, it's so funny. All of them were on for multiple, you know, four plus seasons. You know, Quinn was on for five, but the rest of them were on for all eight. And what a large impact Eric King as Dokes had versus all of them. Like, you know what I mean? All he had was 24 episodes and he was fucking major in the show. Um, yeah. That, that was a cool, it was a cool little trip down memory lane, memory lane and like some, some, some behind the scenes stuff, you know, you kind of forget that they're actors and they like, they sometimes feel what we feel, but more so like when they read the script, you know, you hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, if if you just want more Dexter talk in your life, definitely um, check them out. <sighs> My last thing here. Okay. So before we get into the actual episode, and Colton, we could go ahead and stop Audacity now, and we'll save okay. it after. All and right. Stop that. We'll, we'll, right. deal, we'll deal with getting it to me later. So okay. something uh, um, where this is almost like a long essay talk. I have two things about this. One is recently, uh, as of as as far as last week, they released a sort of soprano. It's called the Soprano Story. It's called the Many Saints of Newark, mm-hmm. and it was sort of a it's a prequel movie to the mm-hmm. Sopranos. 
for all intents of purposes of what we're talking about, it's it's more it's they're they're following up Sopranos with more stuff. Breaking Bad did the same. Yeah. And in almost the same light, I can shell in here reboots and remakes. Uh we're getting a Ghostbusters one. They did a child's mm-hmm. play one. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess you could consider Star Wars, but Star Wars, I think, um, uh, it, brought it was back a continuation. The, uh, the continuations in Star Wars brought back more like the prequels. I mean, there was prequels before the Star Wars ones, but that's what made it kind of popular because since then there's been more prequels of other shows and yeah. series and things like that. Let, let, if we leave Star Wars on its own, I mean, yeah. just think about uh, Candyman. I mean, I'm just trying to think of movies like that. Star um, Trek. Star Trek. Uh, Saw. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of this year. Uh, there's been so many uh, Poltergeist. There was a 2015 one. Oh, do you yeah, think it's was. a fair? Do you think it's a fair assessment to say most of these have been forgettable? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So my next question is: I asked you this off air, and I'll ask you again on air. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Not necessarily. See, I I, I would have to rack my brain, but. Is there any reboot, remake, continuation where they jumped ahead, you know, 10, 15 years later that was as good or better than the original? Do you yes, have one? I have ahead. an amazing one. I say it's an amazing one. I'm going to preface it because it's still going on and I haven't caught up with the new seasons. I have fallen off. But Westworld. Westworld was a good sci-fi movie. It was a very good sci-fi movie. The Westworld series is a kind of a remake okay but they've taken their own license with it and their own artisticness with it that first season of westworld is by far better than the movie to me at least to me so so let me ask you this do you think most people who turned on episode one season one knew this was a remake or a reboot that i I honestly can't I, i gotta tell you i didn't learn until much later and it's only because I listened to a podcast that they, they, they did about Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic Park has some seeds from Westworld. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Okay, I'll say it like that. I don't know. I did, but I also grew up in a, a household where we watched... I, sci-fi was a big part of me growing up. My parents were really into sci-fi. So I, I grew up and I watched that movie as a kid. Like, Yul Brynner was like... I mean, that was like a name that I knew way, probably when I was in like elementary school. So I, I guess it's kind of hard for me to answer that. Maybe not. I would hope that pe- a lot of people would. Maybe 50-50. I'll say that maybe, but I'm, I'm, I might be skewing Is the there? Can you name another one? <sighs> If you, if you have um, to think long, then don't worry, because you it might be proving my point. You know what? Since you couldn't answer it right off the bat, that yeah. kind of proves my point, because my answer was going to be Jurassic World, where it was like an okay continuation, reboot, remake, however you want to categorize See, it. See, but I just consider that still a sequel. I guess Jurassic World, I, I consider a continuation. It's not the same thing. And And it's fair, and it's fair, but I don't look at that as Jurassic Park 4. Okay. Right, because if if it's the sequel, it would be because Jurassic Park two, The Lost World, Jurassic Park three. I, I just true. view it because, and it's not the same characters either. They're picking up the storyline. I guess what I'm saying is, let's be as a whole here, right? Because if you're talking Westworld, they took their own license, and you're talking how long is that? 30, 40 years Uh-oh. between the two, something like that. Yeah. Right. So that's what I mean. Like what, what I'm talking about is continue properties. 
Um, Jurassic World to me is the only one that held up. So I say all of that to say uh, there's many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos movie, and I'm not going to give any spoilers because it just came out last week. Um, It kind of fell flat. And the only reason why is I think we were led to believe we were getting one story and we ended up getting another. Oh, Uh, really? There's some enjoyment in it. But if you're like, so Roxanne, obviously friend of the show, she's in the chat with us. She is probably as big of a Sopranos fan as I know anyone else. And um, it was like enjoyable. It was just, it just fell flat. It's the best way I could describe it. Um, you know, if you want to talk Sopranos uh, on, on the on the social media, I'm here for it. I enjoyed it. It just, it kind of was not what I expected. And okay. it had me thinking, because all this week I've been having this conversation, is there any, has there been any reboot better than the thing? And most people can name one or two, but if you think about how many reboots we've had in this age of bringing back old properties, if you could only name one or two, but my it's only, a huge failure my as o- a whole. My uh-huh. only other one is Star Trek. The reboot of Star Trek was... I, you know what? I don't even know if I want to say the reboot of Star Trek was better. Actually, it was a, it was so different. It was good. It was really good. Like the 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 very first of the reboot of the Star Trek movies was a really good movie because it was so different. I don't know if I want to say it's better, but see, that's it. I don't know. Star Trek is a, is such a it's such a different thing, though. But but like to to the overall point when you talk about yeah yeah let's at minimum if there's been fifty. 50 movies there's that fall two. into this there's like two there. i know like like and and everyone everyone's answer may different they may differ but as a whole so if i move all of this together to the point that i'm getting at i i think we're on the same page me and you colton in terms of we have cautious optimism coming into the new blood dexter season yes so that kind of had me thinking like damn how often does this work when you pick something up after a large portion of time, you know what I mean? And uh, we don't have to, you know, we've talked about this. There's got to be money in it for them to keep doing it, though. Oh, I, I think it's always because of money. Always. There's so you don't no think, wise- okay, so you don't think it's because of the art then? You think it's because of the money that's really the only, I mean, let's, let's be real. I have no hope for the new um, uh, um, Game of Thrones kind of that they're making i have no hope Mm -hmm. for that the photos i've seen it literally looks like a fan fiction of game of thrones it doesn't even look good so but now i mean that's just like you know paparazzi photos and stuff like that but the outfits they're wearing like what i've seen it doesn't there's like okay you remember this is gonna be a weird like um we're going off on a tangent here but or i am at least but you remember when the lord of the rings trilogy came out right those movies were amazing the lord of the rings movies there was this like life inside those movies like you could see like every orc's armor was a little different like there was it's like i don't know it was like you were really in that world it like it brought you in then the hobbit movies came along and it literally looked like they just kind of half-assed did it like it was not the same there was the cgi wasn't as good the world environment they built wasn't as good and I feel like that's what they're going to be doing with Game of Thrones. What I've seen, it's like you, it's like they're taking the idea of Game of Thrones and they're just saying, well, yeah, we could kind of put this outfit on them. They would kind of look like they're Game of Thrones and let's just call it that. And then like, that's it. And I feel like it's in the, it's in the same thing that you're talking about with this. So, so Game of Thrones and Dexter live in this special purgatory where it was at such a high at one point 
and at such a low. And you, the worst time to be at the low is at the end because that's all anyone remembers. Yep. I, I want to say this is our 11th episode of this season. I want to say every other episode we we mentioned Game of Thrones because it just left such a sour taste in everyone's mouth. They're just they're right there. Um, they're just they're level with each other. So to answer your question about do you think they did it for the art or for the money? I think it's always be of because of the money because I, and I, I'll I'll preface this with season eight. I've done enough research that I would 99% bet that the reason why we have the ending that we did was so that there was always a chance it could come back the way it's now coming back. There were specific instructions that the Dexter character cannot be killed off. Right. Yeah. So when, you le- when you're left with that, it's kind of sad. And then that's what we know. How much more involvement did they have? Um so I think it's always because of the money. That's not to say there can't be a good story told. Yeah. We all uh I think me and you doing this podcast are the only people living on earth who don't do it for the money. <laughs> like almost <laughs> everything you do in life is for the money or it's for enjoyment, right? Um so I think so all, like again, to to bring it back to what I was saying, it just added a layer of cautious optimism that you know, if I was at a five, I, I like, you know, I'm now at like at a 4.5, just thinking of like, oh, damn, this might, you know, has this ever, this has this really ever worked? You know, where's, what's the last thing that did eight seasons or let's just say eight movies or whatever picked up X amount of time later and was really good to the fans, you know? Um, just a, just a thought that I had just in terms of the Sopranos movie just made me think of, and I watched Candyman too. And it's just all it's all these largely so that, yeah. f- forgettable. I heard that you you'll, you'll, you'll never go. It, it it was really well done. It's just it, it they all these it's, reboots and remakes. It follows the same trope. Like that's what we're gonna give we're gonna give you we're gonna give you what you remember. Add a little twist, and you're never gonna talk about it a week after you watched it. You that know, sucks. it's just gonna go in one ear and out. Versus all these original properties, we all still talk about them. Um. So that was my whole point on comparing the the Sopranos movie to Dexter. Okay. Moving forward to the actual episode 811, the penultimate episode. I mean, you were having some discussion off air and I'm actually going to do this so I could remember that this episode, well, I guess I'll re-ask you right here. Is this episode better than the previous three we've gotten? To me, yeah. This was actually, I actually, uh, in my notes, I even have in here, this was, had you asked me this two weeks ago, I would or a month ago, I would have been like, no, nah, that second to last episode is garbage. Um, watching it, taking my notes and stuff like that, I actually have a little bit of an appreciation for this episode. It's, um, I would say it's better. It's um, not the best, but it keeps you engaged, I think, is what I would say. So I made the comparison to Colton, your your biggest sport is baseball? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I made the football analogy because it's the best example I could come up with, but uh, I'll make the same example with baseball. Baseball, um, August, you know you're out of the playoff race, mm-hmm. but you want to see what's left of the team. Like, are we going to have, like, do we have any strong points on the team for next year? 
Okay. I kind of made that example to here to Dexter where like it's the final two episodes and you know what? Like let I, I know I know it's all done with. I know it's over. Can I extract some good from it? And can I get can this, I get at least a couple more wins? Can I at least see maybe get a couple right. more homers out of somebody? Yeah, I gotcha. That's how I felt with this episode. It's like, oh wow, okay. I could see where some of the good is. That's not to say there are some pretty big blunders. But I am amazed at how bad those previous three episodes were to now when you get to this point, Monkey in a Box, there is some actually better stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's sort of like the construction on a building. If your foundation isn't great, the rest of your building is going to be shit. The the foundation here isn't the best, but we we have some solid stuff in this episode. Um, Yeah. So I guess we can get right into the actual episode uh let's see here <sighs> that's all i know here uh so episode starts off with the last one left off uh dexter is cleaning up saxon's murder of vogel dexter calls in the murder and now all of a sudden dexter's i'm sorry batista kicks out dexter for working on the case because of their affiliation something i noticed in this episode and I think I left off like four of them. Mm-hmm. This episode has an insane amount of callbacks to the rest of the series. Yes. We have a obvious one. And I think it's, if, if, I, I'm going to see what you say. I think it's one of the things I have in my notes, actually. <laughs> uh, we have Sylvia Prado from season three. That's it. <laughs> and very fucked up at the idea of Dexter killed her husband and now it's like <laughs> sell my house <laughs> <laughs> um something else and, and it's more of a a long form stuff to talk about and I think part of why this episode is 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 better than the previous one is is that we get a major Albeit sloppy how we got there, we have a major character progression in terms of Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dexter the entire time was one way, and then over the course of this season, while it may not have been done the best, we get his turn, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I do want to talk about that, but that's kind of comes into later in the episode. In terms of the callbacks, I have so many here. Oh, let me let me discuss one more thing. Uh, Dexter is selling his boat, and it's one of the first times it hit me that this was the final season. Because uh, when you're watching this back in 2013, like the first episode ends, you're like, "All right, I got 11 more. I got 10 right. more. I got nine more. A night, you know, nine weeks is a long time." Uh, when Dexter is selling his boat, the guy makes a comment and. Me, uh, when me and Marissa watch stuff, and something a character does something on a on the screen, we'll kind of go, "That's you, that's you." When the guy said this, I said, "If Colton was next to me, I would have been like, that's you, bro." Hoping she'd have a bigger beer cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, there's, it's like, yep, uh, yep, and, and let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, it's true. That's that's something I would look into it if I'm buying a boat. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So we talked with Slip. Go ahead. I don't know if I would have said it like him. Like, who's this guy in Florida? But he has like a north, like 
like a Wisconsin accent. He's like, I wish I had a bigger <laughs> beer cooler. <laughs> Go Bears. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> we we uh, um, we when we were talking with Slip, he kind of went over how much this season is a replicate of season one, especially the villain. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of callbacks to season one in here, mm-hmm. um, but where where it really started to kick off for me, where I just started seeing all of the seasons across across the time. And there's there's some I'm forgetting here. Um, what started is Saxon goes to Miami Metro to try and clear his name. And the way Dexter specifically goes in for a cheek swab, which is actually... Wait. I'm flipped here. Yep, there we go. <laughs> no. Um, reminds me of Jordan Chase from season five. Oh, okay. Sort of the same deal, right? Um, later, I'm sorry, I'm reading my notes and now these are just scattered later in the episode, but Quinn and Deb finding out related to vote. Oh, okay. Uh, oh yeah. Later in the episode when Quinn and Deb find out Vogel is related to Saxon's related to Vogel, um, that the Trinity killer was related, related to Christine. Um, I'm sorry. I have to reminiscent of season four i'm sorry i might my notes are all fucked uh the the dinner they have in dexter's apartment at the end of the episode dexter mm-hmm. is wearing the same exact red shirt he's wearing at the end of season two where he's about to tell him tell deb he's the bay harbor butcher oh really um oh and the the biggest one is the way they take down saxon at the end of the episode mm-hmm. is just they, they're using the same lighting, the same method as season one, take getting ice the ice truck killer, Rudy. Um Dexter goes to Rudy's lab, he gets prosthetics that makes it look like Deb sleeping in his bed. Rudy goes to stab yeah. Deb, and Dexter comes up right behind him, takes the thing, and right here, over here it's flipped where Dexter's the one sleeping in bed, and he's you know, Deb comes up behind him. There are so much more that I can't that I just didn't have down here, but um, the hurricane being named Laura, you know that that starts to pop up in this uh, episode. So they're definitely giving us a lot of you know the hits, so to say, from from previous seasons. Yeah. At the memorial, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Well, my only my I guess because of one of my notes that I have in this though is of all the ways to connect the seasons though and what you brought up is they have miguel's wife maria like of all the still. things like or still i'm sorry like of all the things like why why her i have oh so i i i, I have an answer for you oh, okay she let me double check this uh, I'm almost positive. So Scott Reynolds went on to write for the show the following that was on Fox, and I think she was on that show. So I think it was sort of like a, "Hey, can you want can you come back to Dexter for an episode?" Oh, okay. Is she on the following? Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm almost positive she said she was. 
Yeah, she was on the following. She, she okay. was on the following. So Scott Reynolds, after he obviously fit, wrapped up with Dexter, was also writing for the show The Following, which I believe was on Fox. I think that was a Kevin Bacon show. Um, and she was also on it. So I think there was some of like, hey, do you want to like come do a 10-minute a <laughs> scene right. at the, like, probably film the it same one, studio? Film it right. in one day, yeah. I found it so odd back in 2013 where I was like the same way. Like, why her out of all people? Um, but now I just listened to a podcast that Scott Reynolds did on season eight. And that's where where, where I heard that. Okay. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's almost distracting in a way because it was just like, really? Like, I don't know. Because it, it's kind of like when you're watching, um, what is it? When you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? And Quentin Tarantino is like one of the characters in it. To me, everyone, maybe that's just me. Like everybody is always like, oh my God, there's Quentin Tarantino. And it's like, it to me, it kind of takes me out of the movie for a minute because I'm like, okay, like he put himself in this fantastic. <laughs> and it was, I guess it was with her. It was kind of the same way. Like nothing against her as being a bad actress or anything like that. It's just like, it was like really thrown in your face. Like, Hey, look, it's her. And she's talking about her husband and, I don't know. It's just it was just kind of strange to me because they haven't done that at all mm-hmm. with any other season. One of the things we've talked about is each season's like its own individual thing. Yeah, they never yeah. connect, and then all of a sudden with this, they decide to connect it that way. And, and, and this episode just uh, to me just has all these crazy callbacks. And then w- when they're doing yeah. that thing at the end where they capture Saxon, you know, thank God, thank God they didn't do like. Hey, remember how I got Rudy, the ice truck killer, your brother? Let's do that. Like, cause that would have been right here. <laughs> uh, so they have a memorial for Dr. Vogel, right? And I I want to somewhat try and be more positive. So I'm not gonna be like, why would all these people who barely knew her go to her? Well, we could leave that off. But afterwards they go to Batista's Papa's Cafe, right? And Deb comes up to Dexter and she sort of says, like, Hey, you know, all these people are going to miss you. Actually, let me play the, the, the clip here. You know they're really going to miss you, right? I don't know. Maybe you should go in there and pretend you're going to miss them, too. The last day, yeah. So, something that bothered me, and part of what came to this is I went to go clip some season one audio. Mm-hmm. For what's the, the for the discussion they have later in the episode, talk about another callback. And when Deb is telling him they're going to miss you, and everyone's like, "Oh, Dexter, you're such a big part." If you remember season one and two, and some of three, the joy of the Dexter show was watching Dexter trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, he would he would play the hits while speaking to his coworkers. And it was this whole uh, uh, whole mantra of his to fit in. You never want to be the per- – he, he never wanted to be a standout. So he would say all the cheeky things, you know, go Yankees. How's the weather today, right? Right. The pilot does this brilliant. The way he comes in, he's like, hey, who, I, the donut guy, remember? And right. he was – everyone knew him as the, the – right? And as the show goes on, Dexter makes it a point to be like, I don't fucking like any of you. You know, Quinn is always trying to get on his good side. He fucking throws him to the ground. There's the dolphin tickets thing because he saw him st- stealing money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, as a whole, Dexter really become – he doesn't – has no friends or anything of with Miami Metro. 
No, because so I want to say he even says something bad about um um Batista in the first episode, doesn't he? Like something I not like necessarily bad. I can't. Remember. I'd have to go back and watch it. But I thought he had said. I don't know. He he never he never said he never really said any because no one no one meant anything to him. It it was more like I feel bad for all these people. They have to go through these actual feelings, and I have to fake it because there's this um one of the cops get killed in one of the first or in the in the early episodes of season one, and Dexter makes a comment about how I have to hold this fake grin on my face all day, and my face is starting to hurt because that's how fake Dexter is. He's just trying to fit in. As the show goes on, the show really loses that. It kind of morphs mm-hmm. into, you know, Dexter's never Dexter never went out with Batista like after season three, the bachelor party, and that was it. So it's really odd when we're doing this stuff of like, hey, Dexter, we're really going to miss you at Miami Metro. They don't have any relationship. But it made me, it made me, when, when re- seeing that and thinking about it, all it really made me do was just get kind of mad that the, the Dexter of season one and two which was this cheeky, like I said, trying to fit in, saying the mm-hmm. weird things, and just trying to blend in. They just sucked that out of the show, and that was sort of the fun. You're talking about a serial killer trying to fit in, and it's just gone, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and again, watch a random episode of season one or two. Dexter trying to fit in with Rita, just trying to say the right stuff. I, I think Dexter goes. That, yeah. to, Dexter tries to eat out Rita. Yeah, because he <laughs> thinks he thinks like she's crying. That's funny stuff. Yeah, when you're learning about the, the and that's Dexter not knowing any better because m- mentally uh, mature, he's like five years old. Because um, it was she, she she gave him a blowy like the day before or whatever, and then he's just like, oh, she's crying. This will make her feel better. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's not how. <laughs> so when I when I see some of that, like. You know, I feel like everyone in Miami Metro knows Dexter now, if we're talking about 2013, as the guy who mm-hmm. just does secret errands. Like, he's never around. He's always doing stuff. And then, like, they, when they toast him here, and again, I'm not harping on the idea. Like, I know it's a show. They have to wish the character off goodbye. It just right. made me realize more that, like, damn, they really, like, lost a, a core element to the Dexter. Well, this, this started happening, though, two seasons ago, because wasn't it? Two seasons, ago, two seasons ago with the Doomsday Killers, where this is kind of where it kind of started happening. Where it's like we can't touch the scene until Dexter gets here. Like he became like the rock star or whatever. Like they, that's where they like we like really started happening was in that where they. I, I feel like they changed his. After d- you know what you know what that's a good point. After season four, you eliminate the Rita character, and season five, Dexter is allowed to be weird because he's grieving over his dead wife. Season six. Yes, because all his free time is spent with his son mm-hmm. and chasing down uh, a Doomsday Killer. They really removed the element of Dexter trying to fit in. He was just in. That's it. Like, you know, yeah. he didn't have to fake it anymore. So, yes, that's why when we get to here and I think it's empty. I'm telling you, man, go watch any episode from season one and any show is going to change over the course of eight seasons now. Uptick, up, up, uptick to possibly this and if Showtime's listening I hope you did it we may get that again with the new season then the new show because it's a whole new world but n- maybe we'll see you know so so the trailer absolutely leads you to believe that yeah and I think that's when Dexter is at his 
the the non-killing side, I think it's when he's at his best, when he's fitting in and he goes, go Hawks. And it's like, that's, that's so funny seeing Michael C. Hall do that. Yeah. What a major thing, and I feel like we may have to leave this to the finale, is they graduate Dex- the Dexter character to, I don't need to kill anymore. I don't need Harry anymore. Does that, does what happened at the end of the finale carry over into the new season in terms of he still doesn't need to kill anymore? Or did that somehow all get unraveled with how the, you know, the death next episode, but we'll get there. Well, that's, yeah, a, that's a, a large, that's talk, a larger yeah. conversation to have. Cause I um, got to do some thinking on that then. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. Um, uh, so Sylvia Prado calls Dexter again, wants to meet the seller and lo and behold, it's Oliver Saxon Which at his place. Mm-hmm. I made a promise that I would do two um, non-bitch moments that I think really make this uh, season or this episode. I was like, mm-hmm. I will find two good things. One opening cutscene where it, it, it goes from him like cleaning and stuff like that to then the flashes and it's the police everywhere. Amazing. That was a great cutscene. I was like, I really was. When I was watching. I was like, that's a really good cutscene. That's actually really good. I really like that. Uh-huh. It kind of, it kind of takes me back to the first season a little bit. Like I was like, I liked it personally. It's kind of different. Like what's, not what's different. The other, one? the other one is actually Oliver Saxon in this. His, the guy that is playing him is so creepy with his fucking eyes when him and Dexter are talking in the apartment, it's like he doesn't blink. I I, I meant to go back and rewatch that scene to count how many times he blinked because I don't think he does. Maybe he does, but something about the way he does this, the dude, whether you like the the brain surgeon as a, as a bad guy or whatever, let's take that out of the equation. The actor playing him does a really good job, at least in that scene, of being creepy as fuck. Like... When you're making Dexter seem normal, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> so I, I wanted think, to give a shout out to him. I think he, he did a really good job. I think I am so poisoned by what this season had done that it knocked Michael, it knocked everyone's, except Jennifer Carpenter, it knocked everyone's acting down a peg for me. And you could be 100% right. I just don't see it. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with you. It's just this whole, this whole little globe and this globe is the Dexter season eight. Mm -hmm. Is that like, I just can't. Yes. It's the best I could say. Like, I'm glad, I'm I'm glad that sounds like you enjoyed it. And that's awesome. That's the best. Like, you know what I mean? Um, In. So he's proposing a truce, right? Where Mm -hmm. they both get to walk away. And this is sort of where we are getting Dexter graduating to becoming a whole person where, you know, Saxon's like, I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill your entire family, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And that sort of reminds Dexter like, oh, this is why I can't walk away because those are not covers anymore, right? And we'll talk about the graduation part of it at the end. Um, I thought this was this part was a little crazy to me. Clayton suspects Deb is holding Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elway makes a visit to Deb's house, just sort of barges in, and it's, this is what kind on. of. Go ahead. 
Because this is where I'm gonna this is where I'm gonna complain about the show now though. So <laughs> this marshal comes in and he's just like, uh, so I was talking to the hospital and yeah, I got a question. They said you were there. And she's like, Well, yeah, I took my I took my my nephew there. And they're like, Well, they say, you know, they looked just like Hannah. Well, I don't know, maybe she needs to get her eyes checked. Like, any marshal in the right fucking mind would be like in their head, at least sitting there, detective, whatever, like, okay, so Deb's a lying bitch right now. So they look nothing alike. They're not the same height. They have their only thing they're remotely in common is they're both white and they're both kind of skinny. Deb's way, a way different body style than her. Other than that, they look nothing alike. Nothing. I'm just, I can't even believe there's nobody out there that didn't like, well, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to wait outside for a little bit and just see, like, maybe if somebody leaves or not. Like, that's, I guess, so, asking too much of, of this guy. <laughs> so, someone commented, made a post on Reddit this week that they were like 30 minutes into the first episode, or maybe, maybe three episodes, I forget. And the number of plot contrivances slash stuff that would never happen. And he lists like 20 of them. And like, one of them was like, nobody in the city of Miami. In Miami-Dade County, nobody has security cameras. And if they do, Dexter is able to hack it. So to add to that, the hospital doesn't have any cameras in the lobby? (laughs) That's a good point. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Like You would assume right there, they go to the footage, there she is, Hannah. And that's it. But... You know, then you win the show. (laughs) You win the show like, like, fair enough. Six seasons ago, if there's any cameras. So, um, more so, we've talked about it so much. We are in an alternate reality where there's no cameras. Dexter is killing for 94 episodes now, and nobody got a clue. U.S. Marshals walk out the door. They 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 walk out the door and they're literally gone before they can even turn on their cars. So it's crazy. Yes, again, again. So we're you're you're not wrong. It's just we 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 have a a different level of believability, which we've had for quite some time. Like this is fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Um, I suppose he has a warrant to get into Deb's house when they're all going through her stuff there. I would think so. Because there's the whole, I I guess it's the FBI. I I forget what they had on their jackets, but um, just rifling through Deb's house. And it's going to, that's what sort of what we get to is, hey, I'm going to tell the Morgans. Uh, That's how we get to our our end scene um, to say. I found Deborah and Dexter have one last dinner together. Mm -hmm. And... You know, despite the fact I've said almost every episode this season, Dexter is just straight up shitting on Deborah as a person. They have this little conversation about how they're there for each other. Um, it was sort of talked about last season, and they talk about it a little here. The discussion of the code, but like actually verbalizing it, is I found it. If I. You know, we're going to have big blunders with the way this episode ends. It, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Do you think the biggest blunt, what do you have like the biggest, like, whoo, that's, that's terrible moment? Cause I have one huge one at the end. Yeah, no, it's, jump out to you. Is no, no, with, no, it's the end. It's the with end. Saxon with, and Clayton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This one was number two for me. 
and it, it's more of the show as a whole. When they're sitting there talking and, you know, like, hey, you're a good person because of this. And Deb's like, hey, it wasn't the code that made you good. Like, what are they, 40 years old here? Between, let's say they're 36 years old, somewhere between 35 and 40. Mm-hmm. These are adults talking about the code. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> it just gets me so like, I can't believe we're referring to this thing of, of, of the code. But being serious about it, you know? Yeah. That's they, they made fun of it last season when the episode was called the dark whatever you know the dark defender and everything um i know it just felt so silly when they're sitting there it's the way i feel um what's one of the worst superhero movies ever made is it uh green lantern oh man i'm trying to think but it had to be the way these one of these people felt when they were on set and they fucking turn around in a costume and be like is this what we're really fucking doing i'm just like a green <laughs> fucking green lantern here like i feel like when they cut i i have to imagine jennifer carpenter and michael c hall's like are we fucking talking about the code well it's oh, like the way God. they even talk about those like well we got to follow the code it's like the way they say it, like who on this set is not laughing at this <laughs> exactly exactly like because it's just like well i have to follow the code it's not that it's like the code <laughs> the way he says it just, i see what you're talking about yeah no, I can so, see. <laughs> Oliver's video. Dexter sent the video. He he was able to get Dex all of uh, Saxon's videos, and Dexter, as a way to bait Saxon to him, releases the videos of him killing people, and it's on the so news. Sh- it's on the gas station TV as well, which you know that's where we all get our news, and. <laughs> Again, we've talked about it already, but how they get him is, you know, Saxon walks in. We're going to follow the season one part here. I just, I didn't get First of it. all, first, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I, and Slip made a really good point on his video about this. And it was something that I did not catch. And then once he pointed it out, it's so blaringly out there to me on this. Dexter even makes a point to say something along the lines of, he doesn't care who kills Saxon. He just needs him to be stopped. Okay. So why does Dexter leave his family to go stop him when he has this video evidence of who he is and can sit there and anonymously submit that to the Miami Metro saying, anonymous person tip, why why send it to the news? I could just send it to them. They're going to have their proof an anonymous tip that shows Saxon killing somebody. There they can get him. Why does Dexter have to go out and do this when he doesn't even he literally says, I don't need to kill him, but he needs to be stopped. OK, then why do it like you're con- he's contradicting himself. So once again, mentioning slip, he started saying how notice how many times Dexter says he's going to kill Saxon. Yeah, I was going to I was going to make the super cut for this episode, but then I realized he may say it again in the finale so i'm gonna wait for the finale as of right now i have one two three four five six seven eight nine nine times of the course of the past three episodes dexter says in one form or fashion i have to kill saxon i need to take care of him saxon's mine to kill nine times only to at the end not Mm -hmm. i mean the, the way the way he thought it would end um i wonder if he ever killed saxon there is, <laughs> you know, when you talk about the big blunder at the end of the episode with Sa- mm-hmm. Clayton not realizing who Saxon is, 
why not? It's it's almost like in horror movies when you're like, don't go upstairs because the killer's there. Like, I refuse to believe if if, if that this is how they would have handled Saxon. I mm-hmm. guess you can never. They couldn't have pictured Clayton being involved, but. Let me let me say some other stuff before we get there, because that's the end of the episode, and there's some stuff I want to get to Saxon and Dexter's conversation before he gets there. So if, okay. if we could hold that, so because that sort of wraps wraps up the end of it. Um, in, in the idea, I guess somewhat keeping with the same fashion, Dexter, like we said, we helps capture get, get Saxon, brings him to his lair. <sighs> I guess I'm sort of repeating myself here, but it's just where it is in my notes. Um, I hate the way we get here, but I do like what they were trying that Dexter is not this fake psycho. Like Oliver is supposed to be a clone of Dexter shoehorned in, in the final five, four, five, four episodes of the final season. But his need to kill is gone. Right. And (laughs) just a silly way of, he doesn't have to kill Saxon, but he'll give it up to Deb. You know, all this episode they talk about, all this past few episodes, Deb, we want you back so much, Deb. We want you back. You could fucking just say yes and you get your badge and everything. And Dexter says, I'm going to leave Saxon for you. You'll be the star of Miami Metro. Why? She's yeah. already a star. Like, she's already, you know, this This is some season one She shit. was the youngest lieutenant in Miami Metro history. But season one was, <laughs> hey, you got to think outside the box. You got to outsmart everyone. If you could tr- catch this ice truck killer, you right. go from vice to whatever. She's they're begging her every episode. I mean, remember, I remember how many times it was. I need more time. I need more time. Batista's basically on his knees. Fucking please come back. Yes, like she doesn't. It's just oh. that's what I'm it's, saying. No, she's already been like she. If I remember right, when she got the promotion, she was the youngest lieutenant ever. At Miami Metro, whenever she got it, that was like their big thing that they made for her to do that. She's what you said. She's already a rock star. She's already made it. She's already done all that. She literally gets hired to become not getting hired back to become a beat cop and have to work her way up again. She gets hired back as a detective. That's like Mm -hmm. skipping like 50 steps to get to that point. And they're hiring her back for it. So Mm -hmm. she has nothing to prove. I don't. I, I'm agreeing with you. I don't get it. When he was saying all that, I was like, "This is not making sense." And so, uh huh. With, with oh, that yeah, being yeah, yeah. said, is the episode is titled "Monkey in a Box." Mm-hmm. Is Clayton the monkey in the box here? <laughs> I, I was trying because I was trying to. Yeah. One last surprise. Like this episode should have been titled "Goodbye Miami." We get yeah. more. We get we 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 end the episode with Dexter leaving. Um, I don't know. I guess this is more like a like a poll question, you know. Um, but I, I usually I could put a Dexter episode title together. This just felt like, eh, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, the a monkey in a box is the like that whole thing, right? And it just pops I think that's out Jack in the you? box. Oh, well, then what is the monkey in the box? Clayton? I don't know. um again we i I think we've we've talked about it a few times already but uh, um you know dexter what what this episode 
we get there a little lazily, but you know, Dexter has graduated from the need to kill, right? And then even he 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 doesn't need Harry anymore. Going back mm-hmm. to the idea that this is a ice truck killer clone. This is we're giving you this is episode eight eleven, the second to last episode. We're gonna give you Dexter the hits. I'm gonna play this clip because I think most people know it, but hearing it back to back to me let me just play it. I like this place. Miami's a great city. Love the Cuban food. Miami is a great town. I love the Cuban food. Murder solve rate at about 20%. (laughs) But with the solve rate for murders at about 20%, Miami is a great place for me. Really well done. (laughs) Well, well, really well done (laughs) if we just didn't find out. (laughs) I think I just got your joke. (laughs) Like, hey, literally, uh, let's just copy from season one. Um, Um. this is cool if – I don't know if you can make this cool because this is voiceover we're talking about. Like when you're watching it and it hits you, it's like cool. That's a, that's a callback. But then when you think about it, you have the voiceover. I don't know. It just doesn't sit well. I know it's supposed to be like a really cool moment, but once I like sit and think about it a little – you're comparing voiceover to Oliver Saxon. You talk about this is a guy who moves a lot. Uh, this is a guy who is begging to be like Dexter, despite the fact he kind of is like Dexter already. Um, I haven't ever seen him eat even, even eat Cuban food. At least I saw Dexter eating a pork sandwich. <laughs> I think all so. we see, well, I think all we've seen him eat is um, tea with his mother. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just. Uh, and then the the you know so we talked about right Dexter and Deb just sort of decide to leave Oliver there just to hang out while Deb calls it in and before Clayton gets before Deb goes back in and gets Clayton and Oliver Dexter and Deb hug it out where uh, you know and it still feels incredibly see, let me ask you again cuz I I'm sorry I I just don't remember do you feel bad for Deb, especially at this end scene here where they're hugging and she's like, you could at least hug me. Do you feel any like this really sucks for Deb? She's got shit on. Well, yeah, like I've been, yeah. I've been holding this really hard for the last few episodes. And I, I don't know if you're there with me. Not that you have I, to be. I'm just. I'm probably not at the same level you are, but I definitely, I definitely do feel bad for her because like, I guess, well, but see, I don't, I don't know. On this episode, I actually don't feel as bad because now she's back with scumbag Quinn. So she's not going to be as alone, I guess. So it, it it's kind of already losing its like hearts, like the little heartstrings that it is pulling on me. Like last episode, I'm like, well, yeah, but you, you were all of two Quinn's been single all of two seconds and y'all are already back together. <laughs> so, uh, it it does actually it does I, I don't feel bad, I I I don't. I I feel bad because I just feel like they they've they've uh, I'm repeating myself already, but they spent the whole season repairing Deb, trying to get the two of them to work together, and like the second they make up, bam, and it, and I think it just got it like intensified here when they Deb was like, hey, could you at least fucking hug me? Like this is the last time I'm ever gonna see you, and they're just like, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Come here, come here, come here. I, cool, bro, and just leaves. Um. 
And then we get the little moment where this is where I was wondering if they take if they if this carries into New Blood. And I guess this is a better discussion to have in the finale of, you know, Dexter, that need to kill is gone. He is better off leaving it to Deb and letting her like all of that's gone. I wonder how much of that is brought into New Blood. As our episode closes out, and I can't believe I forgot to do it. Um, so like we talked about, Clayton sees Oliver for some reason. Doesn't so the big he blunder is, here, the big blunder here is how does the federal marshal not know who the guy that's playing on gas station TVs is wanted for murder because his murders are all over television. How does yeah. he not know it's him? So if I take that a step, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you would think they would have an entire, like, all local law enforcement out there. Like, everybody that is out there would have been, what is it called? A, 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 um, APB. APB. Bulletin. Yeah. Every single person in that area would have that. No matter if you're, I would think, I mean, I don't work in federal law enforcement or anything like that, but you would think federal would have that as well. Let me take it a step further where let's let's throw out the hypothetical where... It's been hours since that video has been released and Clayton has not been able to see it, right? Because it's not like any time a wanted ban is in the news, every federal agent gets a zap about, hey, be on the lookout for this guy. Let's say crazy. He had no service, dead battery, problem with his cell phones. Okay. Reach him on reach him on Facebook. When he arrives, why does he untie him? Like that's that's where I, I guess I guess I this has been such a blunder for me for such a long time. I like went I skipped right past it to like, wait, wait, why does he have to untie him? Let me assess the situation. Like, hey, yeah. there's a lot of weird shit here. There's I'm knives on the there's you. literally knives on the table yes, right here. Yes. And like, let's say the Morgans are doing heinous shit. This guy at least has a gun. Hey, let me see. Like, what why the need to immediately unwrap him and you know seconds later Mm -hmm. stabs him what i'm so pissed about and maybe i'll do it next episode it's just time so dexter has this whole speech do you know his ending speech where he's sort of again callback this is the callback to the credits right when he's walking out and he's you know he's on he's on his uh what do you call that the walkway and the the camera's just over Mm -hmm. here and um He's got the they've got time. the bags and all of that and yeah. Do you can you recall anything of his speech? Because if it, it it hits you or it doesn't. Nope. Dexter is talking about how you know he was in the dark for so long and now he's in the the bright and now he you know the light was so blinding that he couldn't see it. It is there are parts that I could intercut and I'm going to I just have to fucking remember. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Did you were you were like a big Christopher Nolan Batman fan or not really? Mm-hmm. No, I was. Yeah. The speech Bane gives when he's like, "I didn't see the light until I was a boy," and it was yeah, yeah. I was, and he grabs it. It's fucking. And they came out right around the. I think they're a year apart. Um, Dexter essentially does the Bane speech. You know, uh, you think darkness is your friend. Uh, you think darkness is your ally and whatnot. Um, they're very similar in the words they say of how how similar the the light was so blinding and I was in darkness and then once I had family and everyone you could see 
and the episode very cheekily ends with a thunderstorm mm-hmm. where we'll talk about our next episode obviously the the finale but it is hurricane laura i guess the one good part they did is at least mention it in this episode so we don't get it like in the finale like a hurricane's a big deal like everyone will talk about Wait. it uh-huh. okay you and me both live in hurricane cities right mm-hmm. like we both live we know about hurricanes Hur- you literally have hurricane parties okay like i don't know if y'all mm-hmm. do it in florida but mm-hmm. i'm assuming so oh, yeah. right yeah okay because oh, yeah. the joke always around houston is like if it like especially when we had this freeze that happened recently people are always like well if it freezes houston like freaks out but a hurricane's coming we just buy up liquor and we party for a week so mm-hmm. when he's going to sell that boat and that guy is like, well, I want to get it out of the water before Hurricane Laura comes in. When Dexter's like, Hurricane Laura, like, question, I was like, oh, dude, shut up. You know about that hurricane. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, my wife always knows about these things before I do. Just, the, just a, a week ago, there was a tropical storm, Victor. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I could maybe see. But this when is like three days. Close, before. This is three yes, days when before. It's that close when it's that close. <laughs> yeah, you you've already decided to board up your windows or not. You have your 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 water. You mm-hmm. already made all preparations. Yes. Um, yeah, I've got everything at that point. <laughs> three days beforehand. <laughs> now, <laughs> so if I could somewhat recap, I, I I again I don't like how we got there, but I like the idea of we're an episode away from the finale and. Dexter is this person who doesn't need he's great his whatever his arc was supposed to be over the eight seasons this is at least the change of it um but like as soon as I can praise the show they pull this shit at the end with the Saxon and Clayton thing where it's like god yeah almost had me but I think and we, we, we I think we we share the same thoughts when we talk about the finale I think I was going into the finale somewhat like okay this is not going to be that bad mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah you know what I, I guess i'll leave it all for the uh the, the, i bet so we, we got a whole episode to talk about episode. yeah we got a yeah. whole we got a whole fill. <laughs> literally literally the uh the, the series finale um yeah, a uh, lot. <laughs> Slip always has funny, funny comments here. I'm just gonna. I'm. This is this segment's called reading the chat. Um, Jenna, Jen is a Braves fan. <laughs> That's right, Roxanne's an A's fan. Okay. Uh, Slip. I would believe Quinn not having a clue who Saxon is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was out with some chicks. You want to grab a beer at noon? I got a killer hangover. <laughs> Tropical oh, Storm Victor should have been the name in this. Just call back awkwardly to Isaac's lover instead of Dexter's mom. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, shit. Um, well, that's the episode. And in another timeline, this would have been the last episode of Digging Dexter. But, dude, should I change the name? New Blood. New new podcast, Digging Dexter. No. Like, no, it's just funny. <laughs> I just, I just realized um, they are very adamant. This is a special event series. Uh, we'll see. Forgive me. <laughs> do you have anything else on this episode? Um, I feel like I do, but no, I that that I can think of. It's not that important if I did. So, 
going back to the podcast with Scott Reynolds, it it's almost like they it is ingrained in them. They're not calling it a reboot, a remake. They're not calling it season nine. They all mention, and there's like a Showtime president that's on one of the episodes. They were very adamant in calling it special event series. Okay. Is this Dexter New Blood? Whether that means a continuation or not, how? who the fuck knows? We literally have no idea how it ends or how anything. Um, but yeah, um, I guess that's it. If, if that's all we have for this episode, um, we could stop recording and then we'll take it in the chat. Anything else in this episode, Colton? Nope, I'm good. If I had a thunderstorm, I would play it, but... <laughs> Shut up, cunt. Ah, oh, close enough. Is it my goal? Is it your goal? Sometimes I